0: this is the Fedora Chronicles news of the week for December 21st 2019 a peach of an impeachment Jason Cousineau and I Eric King Fisk talk about the long-term implications of impeachment who hasn't used their office for political gain how is this impeachment going to affect future presidents or should we even care why did Tulsi Gabbard vote present And did this hurt her chances of winning the DNC nomination? A special shout out to Marlena from Worcester, clickbait articles about black holes, a massive UFO sighting in California last month, Mothman at the Chicago O'Hare Airport, and the horror that is Event Horizon that plagues us to this day. By the way, we didn't forget to remind you that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself, too. Commentary on pop culture and current events to the perspective of film snobs and diesel punks, with topics from true crime to the paranormal. It's the Fedora Chronicles News of the Week for December 21st, 2019, with Jason Cousineau and Eric Render King Fisk. Stay tuned. Just for the listeners, I have not primed the pump with Jay. I'm asking him this question cold. He has no idea what I'm about to ask him. Okay? Are we crazy? Confirm. Okay. Okay. I have not. I I have not asked you this question yet. I've not asked you this question yet. I've not. You haven't asked me anything. I haven't asked you anything. (laughs) This is like literally. This is the first time we've we've actually uh, talked, with the exception of texts back and forth. Okay. Um. Actually, this is a two-part question. Are we crazy to talk about impeachment when there's impeachment burnout? And is this a question that we want to spend or a topic that we want to spend a lot of time with? Or do we just want to say, okay, impeachment happened. Uh, let's see what happens and then move on. And then there's part two of of this question. But I want to get your reaction to that question first.
1: Um. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on the impeachment simply because there's really no news. He's been impeached. That's okay. Right. Fine. So was Clinton Clinton finished out his term. Is it possible that even though he's impeached, Trump will Trump will win the reelection. Yeah, it's possible. Right. Anything's fucking possible. Right. We already know it's dead. It's dead in the Senate because McConnell already said so. Yeah. And the majority of Republicans in the Senate who have the majority, say that it's dead on arrival right ago it was a completely useless gesture on the on the part of the house democrats right so whatever you know i mean it is what it is does trump deserve to get impeached i don't know maybe is he a great president no is he an asshole yes but none of that has anything to do with
0: anything if it doesn't matter in the long run which it doesn't right because um I was thinking about this while I was making breakfast and serving it in bed to my beautiful wife Carol. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um uh who knows? Who knows who knows what's going to happen? And the people who say that they know exactly what's going to happen are lying to you. Let's just put that right out there. They're lying to you. If Eric and Jay tell you this is exactly what's going to happen with impeachment and these are the things you need to look out for and this is going to happen, this, 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 and this, and this is exactly how it's going to happen. It's all going to come true. And a year from now, you're going to be sending us um, you, uh, you know, all your nickels and dimes and dollar bills and, and your coupons to Applebee's and, and parking stubs thanking us, paying tribute to us you we we'd be lying yes we would yes, be we would. we would be lying um nobody has any idea what's going to happen i was listening to an episode i was listening to the radio of all things last night and somebody had said that mitch mcconnell is going to start the 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 trial next week and he wants to get it done before christmas and and take the wind out of the sails of 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 the democrats for impeachment and I'm and and he knows for a fact this is what's going to happen. Um, how come these people don't get fired? How 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 come um, political procrastinators and um, weathermen don't get fired when they're wrong when their predictions don't come true? With the exception of somebody like Dick Morris. Dick Morris made a prediction on, on one of the networks. He, Dick Morris is a f- former um, Clinton advisor. And he made these predictions about how the election was going to turn out. He said, this is absolutely what's going to happen. He was wrong. And you've never seen or heard from him on the network that he used to be on ever again. That's the only exception that I can think of.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, and chances are there was something else going on that led to that. Right. We don't, for some reason, uh, the people who are in charge of making those decisions that news networks don't seem to really give a happy crap if they make a prediction and they're wrong. Right. I mean, I know there are some, like Rush Limbaugh, for example, claims that he has been accurate so many times that, you know, it that it's, it's ridiculous. And right. I'm like, okay, I would like to see evidence of that. I'm yep. not buying that because yep. you're human and there's no way that you're making a prediction with that much accuracy on how other humans are going to react. Humans are unpredictable. Exactly. It's part of our charm. So, yeah, I'm not I mean, all I know is what they've said. The Democrats have, or the Republicans have said. Mitch McConnell has said flat out it's that it impeachment is done on arrival in the Senate. There's been quite a number of Republicans who say, yeah, we're not going to vote for impeachment, which means it's probably dead on arrival. What, how does this impact anything? Who well, the hell knows? Exactly. Just remember, all of the talking heads that are currently telling you how what a catastrophe this is for the Trump administration pre- also predicted with 100% assurity
0: that there would be no Trump administration. Exactly. So, um, but w- the point that I had come up with or the conclusion or the epiphany that I had while I was serving breakfast in bed um, to my beautiful wife um, is that if... With the articles of impeachment that they have against Donald Trump, uh, you could not only could you go after Obama, you could go back you could go back and go after Bush Bush I mean, meaning w mm-hmm. obviously Clinton, not just for the perjury, Bush senior Reagan. Especially over the whole Iran-Contra thing, Carter. Carter could be impeached just for being allegedly incompetent. Yeah. Ford could have been impeached for simply pardoning Nixon. Nixon. Nixon could be impeached. Nixon, yeah, Nixon would have been
1: impeached, but he
0: resigned first. Nixon. Nixon would have been impeached a couple of times over for the same articles, impeachment, the same quote crimes that Trump is being. And then there's Johnson. Johnson could have and should have been impeached for lying and and the the things that they have him on record for saying. He could be impeached. Jack Kennedy could have been impeached if he had survived the uh, the car ride in Dallas. How far how far back do we want to go? Right. And, you know. And what it boils down to is this is
1: this is setting a dangerous precedent. Right is what it what it boils down to and it's i don't blame the democrats for this i really don't blame the republicans for impeaching clinton yeah oh yeah because they pushed an investigation because they didn't like who bill clinton was sure at the time you and i were all for it right but now with hopefully wisdom of years we realize it was the dumbest fucking thing in the world so what if he's having an affair? How is that affecting the decisions he's making in the White House? Exactly. Who gives a shit? Exactly. That's between him, his wife, God, and whoever he's fucking. Right. You know? And as a result of that, Monica Lewinsky had her life basically ruined. She's right. on the road to recovery now. Sure. But, I mean, yeah. I, that's Was it worth it? Nothing changed. No.
0: Nothing changed. If anything, it galvanized support for his base right and it woke up the sleeping democrats just as this impeachment is waking up the sleeping republicans and it has galvanized his base it's given them a a lightning rod and a rallying point now let's talk about the elephant in my office part two of my question i can hear you sighing a little bit in the background no that was me burping i'm sorry Uh, oh okay are you drinking Dr. Pepper already? This is the first thing in the no, morning. No, not yet. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so, um, are we crazy for still supporting Tulsi Gabbard? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, because I had an I had another epiphany about this as well. Which is, oh, did you? The thing is, go ahead. You were just about to say something.
1: Yeah. No, I. I don't think we are, um, simply because unless something's changed that I haven't read up yet since I went to bed last night. Right. um, She hasn't changed at all. She hasn't changed on any of her positions. She hasn't changed on anything that she said or anything like that. I did get an alert saying that she was trending on Twitter for some fucking reason. Um, And I guess she voted present on the impeachment article. and. That has given her a bump in the polls, or at least there's, she's got a bump in the polls that coincides with her voting yep. president on the impeachment. Yeah. Which let's which what does that say? It doesn't really say a whole hell of a lot because it could be she's getting
0: a bump from Republicans. Right. Um, no, no, people I, people are hating on her something awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to read this thing here. Um, Just the headline, this is from gabbard.house.gov. And this is on the 18th. Um, Rep. Tulsi Gabbard calls on House to censure President for putting personal political gain over national interest. And it says here, this is um, Washington, D.C. Today, Rep. Tulsi Gabbard introduced a resolution calling on House to censure President Trump in which the text follows. Whereas his conduct of the office of President of the United States and in violation of his constitutional oath to faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States and to his best ability preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States and in violation of his constitutional duty to take care of the laws to be fully executed. Donald J. Trump, acting both directly and through his agents with and outside the United States government abused the power of the presidency for his own personal political gain. I'm also going to say probably um, uh, he uh, he also did whatever it is he did for his um, financial gain as well, but I'll get to that later. Whereas President Trump, still quoting for, uh, from Tulsi Gabbard, using the powers of his, his high office solicited to interfere Selected the interference of Ukraine in the 2020 United States presidential election, whereas President Trump conducted a scheme or course of conduct that included a record recorded telephone conversation with President Zelensky, soliciting the government of Ukraine to investigate his political rival, former Vice President Joseph R. Biden Jr. Whereas President Trump abused the power of the presidency by ignoring or injuring vital national interests to obtain an improper personal political benefit by abusing his high office to determine the integrity of the United States democratic process. I'm not sure if I'm going to because and this is and I'm going to post a link to this and it is she has about six points of why he should be censured and censured is going to lead to. Um, if you censure him, I don't know what happens with that. I, th- I don't know what comes after censuring.
1: I don't know. Honestly, I think, it, I think it's censuring is like a lighter form. It's a, it's a form of punishment. I think. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I can't really state with any clarity off the top of my head. Right. Um, I don't think it really has, is very impactful. It's more right. of an official statement yeah. kind of a thing. Um, But here's my thing. Yeah. All of those things that she listed out, the people on that are Trump supporters can say, well, the Democrats have done the exact same fucking things. Yeah. The Clinton pay for pay for play scandal. Right. Oh, yeah. They the um, actual uh, Obama allegedly weaponizing the uh, law enforcement or against uh, any Republicans. Um, weaponizing the irs you could say that all of that has been done
0: by democrats as well so what's the point at this stage everybody has done something yeah everybody everybody yeah everybody in their political office the reason why you fundraise as a congressman you use your the power of your office to do something for your constituents in the hopes that your constituents and um special interest pack groups will give you money. There is a quid pro quo. I'm going to bring back more federal dollars to pave the dirt roads in Ringe, New Hampshire. So you'll vote for me again. Yeah. If I'm if I'm your congressman or senator and I bring back if I bring more federal dollars than the guy who was here before me, that is a form of quid but that's what you're supposed to do. When you are, when a lobbyist takes you out to dinner and takes you to a Broadway show and hooks you up with a a, a redhead, a brunette, or a blonde of your choosing. Or all three, come on. Or, or, or all three. That's a quid pro quo. Yeah. Now, when your senator or congressman, I'm not going to mention any names, Gene Shaheen, Maggie Hassan, spend a couple of hundred dollars or a couple of thousand dollars on a cocktail dress that they'll only wear once to go to a fundraiser that's like $10,000 a plate for um that's a fundraiser they expect something f- for that in return whether or not it's in, in implied or implicit it doesn't matter and by the way i'm not def- i'm not defending donald trump I'm not saying yeah. impeachment, I'm not saying impeachment is bad. What or I, unwarranted. Or, un, or unwarranted. But the thing is, is that for this week's sauce, because of this, because of this article of impeachment, you have opened the door for somebody like this, this guy in, in southern New Hampshire who has a podcast to get on his microphone and say, OK, with these articles of impeachment, let's go after the senator who has an enemies list and has gone after people that she doesn't agree with what they say on the internet. Now you've opened the door. Right, and the problem
1: comes in is that if you're setting a standard that you yourself can't uphold and you're pushing it on other people, you have no right to bitch and complain when people apply that same standard to you.
0: right? so i think that they have made a huge mistake i think that they've created this ridiculous standard with these articles of impeachment and 20 years from now if the country is still here if the world is still here um you're going to have a lot of people who are going to be able to say well hey listen okay you impeach trump over this now we're going to impeach this democratic president for that there is going, it's going to come, it's going, to, this is going to come back and bite people in the, in the fanny. And yeah. I think that people are really upset with what happened. And Tulsi Gabbard, who we've supported up until now, and this is one of the things that I wanted to just, just spend like two or three more minutes on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, She voted present. And if you, if you follow her on Twitter, and you read what she says on her um, house.gov page, and you follow her press releases, you knew she was going to do this. This is not a surprise. She knew she was going to say this. She said said, had mentioned the day before the impeachment vote, this is not the way to go. There are two ways to get rid of Donald Trump censure him, and then follow that rabbit hole wherever it goes. And run a candidate who can beat him in November because what's your, what's your firewall? What's your, what's your, what is going, you know, what's your plan B and you have to start running candidates who don't suck. And a lot of people, a lot of people were angry with Tulsi. People are still angry at Tulsi and they're, and they're trashing her on Facebook and Twitter unmercifully and on some of the posts on some of she, I mean, she, I mean, she posted, um, a press release on Instagram and Twitter. We have the audio for it. And I don't know if you want to hear it right now. I don't know if you care. Um, I, I might ins- insert it later. Who knows? Yeah. Insert it later. That way there we, we know.
2: Okay. Throughout my life, whether through serving in the military or in Congress, I've always worked to do what is in the best interest of our country. Not what's best for me politically, not what's best for my political party. No, I've always put our country first. One may not always agree with my decisions, but everyone should know that I will always do what I believe to be right for the country that I love. So after doing my due diligence and reviewing the 658-page impeachment report report, I came to the conclusion that I could not in good conscience vote either yes or no. I am standing in the center and decided to vote present. I could not in good conscience vote against impeachment because I believe President Trump is guilty of wrongdoing. I also could not in good conscience vote for impeachment because removal of a sitting president must not be the culmination of a partisan process fueled by tribal animosities that have so gravely divided our country. So when I cast my vote in support of the impeachment inquiry nearly three months ago, I said that in order to maintain the integrity of this solemn undertaking, it must not be a partisan endeavor. Tragically, that's what it has been. On the one side, the president's defenders are insisting that he has done nothing wrong They agree with this absurd proclamation that his conduct was, quote-unquote, perfect. They've abdicated their responsibility to exercise legitimate oversight and are instead blindly doing the bidding of their party's leader. On the other side, the president's opponents insist that if we do not impeach, our country will collapse into dictatorship. All but explicitly, they accuse him of treason, this extreme rhetoric was never conducive to an impartial fact-finding process. Now, the founders of our country made very clear their concerns about impeachment being a purely partisan exercise. In the Federalist Papers, Alexander Hamilton warned against any impeachment that would merely, quote, connect itself with the pre-existing factions and enlist all their animosities Partialities, influence, and interest on one side or on the other. In such cases, he said, there will always be the greatest danger that the decision will be regulated more by the comparative strength of parties than by the real demonstrations of innocence or guilt. Donald Trump has violated the public trust. Congress must be unequivocal. In denouncing the president's misconduct and stand up for the american people and our democracy to this end i've introduced a censure resolution that will send a strong message to this president and future presidents that their abuses of power will not go unchecked while leaving the question of removing trump from office to the voters to decide i'm confident that the american people will decide to deliver a resounding rebuke of President Trump's innumerable improprieties and abuses, and they will express that judgment at the ballot box. That's the way real and lasting change has always occurred in this great country, through the forcefully expressed will of the people. A house divided cannot stand. Today, we are divided. Fragmentation and polarity are ripping our country apart. This breaks my heart and breaks the hearts of all patriotic Americans, whether we are Democrats, Republicans, or independents. So today I come before you to make a stand for the center, to appeal to all of you, to bridge our differences and stand up for the American people. My vote today is a vote for much needed reconciliation and hope that together we can heal our country Let's work side by side, seeking common ground to usher in a bright future for the American people and our country.
0: She took she took a, um, a, um, a principled approach to this and she did something that's very controversial.
1: Yeah, but at the same time I, I looked up what censure means okay. Right? And censure means, and I'm quoting from the Wikipedia article here, is that censure is a formal and public group condemnation of an individual, often a group member, whose actions run counter to the group's acceptable standards for individual behavior. In the United States, governmental censure is done when a body's members wish to publicly reprimand the President of the United States, a member of Congress, a judge or cabinet member. It is a formal statement of disapproval. So basically, the whole point is that and this says it later in the article, is that censure is a form of public shaming in which the politician must stand before his peers to listen to the censure resolution. So it's it's basically a finger wagging. That's what censure is. Um, for someone with um, as monumental an ego as Donald Trump has, yeah, it's going to hit home. It will hit home. He'll be able to bluster his way and and say it's all bullshit and completely ignore it. But when he goes to bed at night and he looks at himself in the mirror and takes off his wig, he's going (laughs) to. He he wipes off all the orange. He's going to he's going to look at himself in the mirror and say that the people that are as close to peers as he has in his current position. Yeah, basically all told you you suck. Yeah, you know, so that I think is an important thing. Impeachment, he can say, is a political maneuver right. and stuff like that. But censure, especially if he, they can get Republicans to sign off on it, which I think some would, to be honest, I think they'll get some Republicans to sign off on censure because yeah. it's not an official; it's a reprimand, but it's no repercussions to right. it politically. Right? They can do that and save face. So I, I think that they could get censure to be, get bipartisan support. Right. Whereas when it comes to impeachment, impeachment has consequences and censure has much less consequences, much less drastic consequences.
0: But the thing is, is that you have to be standing or sitting in front of everybody. Yep. And all of these partisans on both sides of the aisle get to say, Hey, you know th- this is why I'm angry with you. It's sort of it, it's sort of like sitting in front of your parents and and they've got their arms folded in front of you and and they say, well, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed
1: right exactly
0: for a, exactly. For, for a couple of hours And I think that I think that's more painful for Trump right with the, impeachment and, impeachment is being grounded
1: whereas um, censure is your parents just saying, I am so disappointed
0: right. But everybody gets to watch as your parents are saying they are so disappointed. Yeah, but I I, because I honestly think that what Tulsi was trying to say or what she actually said in the audio that I just played is that I totally agree we need to get rid of Donald Trump. This is not the way to do it. These these are not the charges you want to be using to get rid of Trump. Because this is going to come back and this is going to haunt you. And people are going to be gnashing their teeth. They're going to rendering their clothes, dining on ashes, years from now wondering, why did you do this?
1: Well, it's like, it's like the old saw, right? You don't want to give the president you like any powers that you don't want a president you don't like to have. You mean like the Patriot Act? Exactly. Exactly. You, it, that's exactly right. The Patriot Act is the best example, yeah. especially in recent times. But if you want to empower, you know, president my party um, with the ability to seize property, then president not my party is going to have the the power to seize property. Right. And you don't want that, right? Just because the person you like may be using it to do things you like, it also means the person you don't like when they're in that same office is going to use it to do things you don't want. and this is why the founders of america of the united states the framers of the constitution wanted limited powers on government they wanted to limit that that is the point of the bill of rights there are certain things especially the the first ten amendments there are certain things that the government is absolutely forbidden to do freedom of speech freedom of religion freedom of assembly freedom to redress for grievances The Second Amendment, you know, I mean, these are these are things that the government is absolutely forbidden from doing. And anyone out there who wants to limit any of those Bill of Rights, they are authorizing our government to limit any of the other Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. And people will say you don't have a well, you don't have a right to shout fire in a crowded theater. I say bullshit. Yes, you do. You have the right to do that. You also will be held accountable for doing so. Right. You have That's the you, difference.
0: You have the right to do this that and the other thing, but that with that also comes
1: the responsibility for the results of doing whatever it was you did. Yeah. I can drive 150 miles an hour down the highway, and as long as a cop doesn't catch me, I have a kind of have a right to do that but the second that I slam into some other car that's doing the actual speed limit on the highway, now I can be held accountable for my actions. Yep. Although if I'm going that fast, it'll be God holding me accountable for my actions and not the law, but whatever. Whatever. The point is, is that we have these rights and if you wanna give someone the power to violate any of those rights, you are giving anyone else in that same office that same power. Yeah. And you're not your party, your person. The person you like is not always going to be the one in charge. Yeah. And we need to remember that. And I think this impeachment thing, the Republicans should never have impeached Clinton. They never should have. Did they have ground for doing so? Yes, they did. But as you pointed out earlier, you if you look hard enough, you can find ground to impeach any of the presidents. If you look hard enough. going all the way back to FDR and probably a lot further than that. If you look hard enough, you'll find a reason where they committed a high crime or misdemeanor. Yeah. And it's the misdemeanor thing that really is where it is. Because what is a misdemeanor? Misdemeanor is a minor thing. So you can impeach a president over a minor thing. Yeah. But do you really want to? Because that means we're wasting taxpayer time and money. Lawmakers are holding basically a trial. Over what? Because Party B didn't like that party A won? Right.
0: That's part of politics. And if you're gonna be a five year old, get the fuck out of the game. Exactly. Is uh, let's go back to the Patriot Act for a second. Yep. Because when the Patriot Act was first introduced And the thing everyone needs to remember
1: it was bipartisan support. Right. There was there was a few people in this in the House and Senate that disagreed with it, right? but it was a majority of both houses,
0: of both parties, that signed it. And this is right after the trauma of September 11th. Correct. And on top of that, the anthrax scare. See, people tend to forget that right after September 11th, people were getting anthrax sent to them via the mail. And one of the reasons why your mail might be a little late, a day or so late, is because you know they have to take the time to irradiate it and kill the anthrax that might be hiding in your in in somebody else's mail. Um, the entire notion was we need to be able to have the tools to go after people and do whatever we can to find out who they're working for before we stop them. We need executive tools to use this. We need to use the power of you know the cybersecurity and and all of the um we need access to all of these cameras and we need you know um you know warrantless searches and everybody's like oh to to catch terrorists oh absolutely absolutely here are all the tools you need oh by all means by all means if it's going to keep right. us safer by all means and then of course some of us won't mention any names myself had said um what happens when you redefine what a terrorist is what right. if you, what if you redefine a, the the uh, a terrorist as somebody who's saying naughty things online about about how you can't trust the government to secure your information the information is not secure Fedora chronicles search for it on google and if you still can and What happens when you redefine what a terrorist is? Like, if I would say, if the person sitting in front of me is on his cell phone and won't stop talking in the movie theater, geez, I could say that he's a terrorist. Well, now, thank God that I'm not a senator or congressman who can just say, oh, he's a terrorist at will. Thank God I don't have that. But the problem is, is that people who are very partisan can be able to say that. And there's another, you know, so the thing is, is that Tulsi had t- taken a stand and said something that a lot of us had been saying, but she said it during the, the time when there's in a time of charged emotional status or yeah. charged emotional condition. And everybody was waiting for this moment for all the Dems to line up and and, and vote yay for impeachment and she abstained or said present now wait a minute hold on a second wasn't there a senator or congressman who also voted present often isn't yeah. there isn't there isn't there a isn't there a president who was for? a senator what i was going to say is that wasn't there isn't there a president for voting present and it didn't hurt somebody's career or presidential yep. aspirations um, you may have stepped on my joke or my really bad dad pun because <laughs> I wasn't quick enough. Um, but the thing is, is that how many times did Barack Obama vote present on controversial issues and he got a pass?
1: Right. Now, this is the thing that really I find interesting, right? Because you talk about um, you could make the argument that he got a that Barack Obama got a pass because he was a black man. Right. Tulsi is a woman of color. She is a Native American woman. Right. She's Hawaiian. She is not a, mi- a majority. She is a minority person. Right. So why is she getting so much shit? Again, it comes I down will... to why don't the powers that be within the Democrat Party like her? Well, here's the thing. Is it because she's, she wants to reach across the aisle? Because it depends on what the topic is, whether she wants to or not. Yep. So they can't. that can't be it. Yep. Is it because there are people like us on the right who actually want to vote for her? Well, if they do, they're not paying attention to why it is we want to vote right, for Right, exactly. So uh, I, it it all comes down to that whole why, that question of why. Right. And that's what I would like to have answered. Why, why don't they like her? Bernie's still getting a bunch of people supporting him. He's the oldest person in the fucking race.
0: <laughs> we don't want elderly white millionaires and billionaires.
1: Right. So they're going to vote in Bernie Sanders. Right. And they say because he's always been an ally of the people. Okay. Well, okay. So he's 78 this year. Next year, he'll be 79. He takes office and he turns 80. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's Better pay, have a good vice presidential pick.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you something right now. I just did a Google search without the background noise for searching for Google. Um, I should have used DuckDuckGo. How many times did Obama vote present? And that the first result I got was from factcheck.org. And this is posted on September 25th, 2008. He did so. 129 times which represents more than three percent of his total votes so he voted he he dodged difficult um votes that were going to come back and bite him in the ass and he was still elected president people who liked obama were able to look beyond that instead instead of voting yay or nay on a controversial he just voted present and he still he and and he wound up serving two terms as president, yeah. and so you 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 look at that and you say, okay, well, what's the big deal? The big deal is, and gets back to another question. And like I said, I did not. We're ha, we're, we're we're more than a half hour into this, and I didn't want to perseverate on this too much. Oops. Um, but uh the, so she's not even in in the latest poll. She, she hasn't even cracked the top five percent. Like, ch- chances for Tulsi aren't good right now. But keep in mind that um, about 45 years ago, and it was less than that, when was Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter was doing pretty bad. And Jimmy Carter was still elected president. Jimmy Carter was like in, like dead last in some of the polls. And he surprised yeah. the hell out of, out of, out of people. Um right. but the thing is is that a lot of people have very negative views on Tulsi. And the question is is that do we keep singing Tulsi's praises and you had said earlier, well, like what's well nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. The problem is is that she's not popular anymore. A lot of people her her negatives are now outweighing her positives. And people are bashing some of her followers for remaining loyal to her and saying, I don't agree. I don't agree with what she did. Or I, 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 I was angry with her, but I saw her press release. I saw her little, her video. I heard what she said on other podcasts. Now I understand why she did. I'm, 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 I'm team Tulsi. Yeah. And the problem is, is that, okay, so a candidate you really like made a difficult, unpopular decision now you're going to abandon this person, no matter who it is. Imagine. Well, isn't hold on a second? Because right on the very face of that, on that that one
1: statement that you just made, right? Candidate made a very difficult, unpopular decision. Isn't that what you want in a leader?
0: No, I want them to agree with me all the time. I want I want them to be perfect, one hundred percent of the time.
1: Well, then, then uh, why aren't you running?
0: Uh, <laughs> I want somebody who agrees with me all the time I want somebody to agree with me even before I made up my decision you know and it is you know I, I I lost two followers on Twitter and I thought oh my god was it something I said and I and, and I and I looked them up to close their account because it's like they you know one of their handles was something like I'm not saying like Tulsi for life or Tulsi all the way at Tulsi rules, you know, and those people are gone because she made a tough decision. She explained why she made this tough decision and it's unpopular. And now all of a sudden, oh, you're going to get off the Tulsi train? Because it hit a bump in the road. But this is not just about Tulsi. This is about anybody else. This is because Pete Buttigieg has lost followers because he broke one of his campaign promises. He went to... A fundraiser in, in in and it was a in a private home with a wine cave. Look up look up wine cave and tell me if that's not ridiculous. And they were serving, according to some media um, uh, resources, they were serving nine hundred dollar bottles of wine, meaning there was probably more than one, at the fundraiser feet for Pete Buttigieg.
2: The mayor just recently
1: had a fundraiser that was held in a wine cave full of crystals and served $900 a bottle wine. Um, Think about who comes to that. He had promised that every fundraiser he would do would be open door, but this one was closed door. We made the
2: decision many years ago that rich people in smoke-filled rooms would not pick the next president of the United States. Billionaires in wine caves should not pick the next president of the United States. Mr. Mayor, your okay. response.
0: You know, according to Forbes magazine, I am the, literally the only person on this stage who's not a millionaire or a billionaire. So if, this is important. This is the problem with issuing purity tests you cannot yourself pass. If I pledged, if I pledged never to be in the company of a progressive Democratic donor, I couldn't be up here. Senator, your net worth is 100 times mine. Now, supposing that you went home feeling the holiday spirit, I know this isn't likely, but stay with me, and decided to go on to PeteForAmerica.com and give the maximum allowable by law, $2,800. Would that pollute my campaign because it came from a wealthy person? No, I would be glad to have that support. We need the support from everybody who is committed to helping Eight-eight. us defeat Donald Trump. Eight-eight. He's a man for the people. He's out looking for the little guy.
1: This is why he's holding a fundraiser for
0: millionaires. Right, nope. and again, they all do. I don't know. I don't know if Tulsi has had a fundraiser w- w- with just millionaires yet. Well, I don't know that Bernie Sanders has either. I, to be I, fair, yeah.
1: in in any of the elections that he ran for president in, yeah, or even his even his Senate seat, yeah, right. He is a senator, right? It's Senator Bernie Sanders. Yes, I'm just yes. Brain farting here. Yeah, okay, yeah. just making sure. Um, so it's a rarity that someone can run a campaign at that level without having millionaires forking over funds. Right Now, the fact that there are candidates who don't cater to them doesn't mean that they don't have that level of support. Mm-hmm. What it means is that they're not throwing, you know, $250,000 a plate dinners as fundraisers with millionaires Right, because who can afford a $250,000 plate meal right and the truth is millionaires no one else is going to yep it's too much of a slice of your income uh, yearly income if you're not a millionaire so even then but anyway um the whole point is that it's difficult and expensive to run a presidential campaign if you want someone who's good at running a campaign they're going to cost buku bucks to run the campaign right they're expensive. Their salary that they command is expensive because they're worth it and they know it, right? You've got to get the media coverage. You could argue that Tulsi's doing this shit just to keep her name in the news. Yep. If she is, she's a fucking genius <laughs> Yeah. because she is getting so much free fucking press that she doesn't have. She's She is where she is after Google fucked her over, right? When was the last time you heard
0: a Tulsi Gabbard commercial on the radio? I don't hear them on the radio, but because I subscribe to a lot of channels that feature interviews with Tulsi, I see them all the, every time I go on YouTube. And which, and which I, do you think is more expensive
1: advertising on YouTube or advertising on like national Reddit
0: radio stations? Depend, yeah. It depends on who you are. But right. I, but the thing is, is that you look at somebody like, um, what's his name? Um, Mike Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg is another billionaire who's running for president, and he's able to buy all this ad space, and I can't find him on any polls.
1: Well, here's the problem with that. He's still in it because he's a He's a fucking billionaire, right? right? Um, Bloomberg really has no, in my opinion, no honest chance at winning the presidency. He does not have a wide enough base of support. Tulsi has more of a chance of winning the presidency than Michael Bloomberg does. I'd like to think it's because Michael Bloomberg is so heavily anti-gun that even the Democrats, who there are Democrats that are pro-gun, yep, even the Democrats are looking at him going, "Dude, you're you're kind of fucking wacky here. Uh, yep. You're going going a little too far." Yep. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that I'm right about that. I'd like to think that's why it is, but that's because. Second Amendment is a big hot button issue for me. Right. Um, but the truth is that when you don't have a lot of your own money that you can throw into your campaign, and allegedly you're supposed to, you're not supposed to throw much of your own money into a campaign. Supposedly the rules are written so that you can't essentially buy an election just because you tossed all of your personal wealth at it. Um, but you still, I mean, Tulsi's still in the news, and she doesn't have a major advertising campaign, you know? You could even say that Pete Buttigieg, with this whole wine cave thing, that could be a political maneuver to get him free publicity. You could make that argument. I don't think it's true in either case. I don't think in terms of Tulsi or uh, Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. I don't think it's true for either one of them. I don't, I think these are just, this is just how they are.
0: Right. And I think Carol is coming down the stairs right now to say, I thought you were you and Jay were not going to talk about this. I, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to have
1: as many Dr. Pepper and, and Sailor Jerrys on your porch that night.
0: <laughs> 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 the better laid plans of
1: mice and men. <laughs>
0: yeah, so... Um, but I, but I think that, I think that this has been a huge mistake on the part of, of politicians, uh, everywhere. Um, so we're, we're not going to make any predictions this time. We're just going to say, let's just, let's see it play out. But I think that one, okay, here's one prediction that I make, and I'm very confident that this is, this is going to come to pass. Whatever the defense has... Against the prosecutors, he's going to unleash everything. There's going to be an avalanche, because this is the kind of person that I think he is. There's going to be an avalanche of oh yeah, well guess what? This is what this person did. And I and here I'm so exhausted that my yeah. that that my my mock impression of Donald Trump turned into Ronald Reagan. So um, I think that he's everything that they have kept in the past, since forever, because I think that he's the kind of guy who has private investigators digging up dirt on all of his adversaries, whether it's in New York real estate or um, in American politics. I think that he has, I think he has dirt on everybody. And he's just going. He's just going to just release everything in defense, kind of like a well. Oh yeah. Well, if I if if I'm going to jail or if I'm losing my office because of this, you're going. You're losing office. You're losing your office, and you're going to jail for this. And then he's going to be, you know, uh, you know, pulling and out all his. Trump foam. wouldn't
1: do that. Is really not paying any
0: attention. Right. To Trump. Right. He's a six-year-old. Right. So. Anyway, I, you know, I'm going to switch topics here. And okay. um, so the thing is, I have a, 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 a co-worker, um, Brett, who I work with at my, at my day job, as it were. And um, we were just talking, like, what do we do for fun when we're, when we're not working at the, at the factory? And I said, I do a podcast. And he mentioned his wife. His wife um, listens to a lot of podcasts. And I said, oh, well, we'll, we'll give her a shout out in in a in in a future podcast have her listen to this week's episode well because eric is so damn busy and dizzy from exhaustion i completely completely forgot to do a shout out to marlena from worcester um keep your eye on the mailbox there's something in the mail for you and this is my apology i'm sorry for taking so long to do a shout out thank you for being such an avid listener Thank you for all of your support. And we have great things coming for you and everybody else in 2020. And I was going to sing a little song. You know, um, I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sing my little song. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to do it anyway. And you can tell everybody (laughs) that this is your pod. It might be quite simple, but now that it's done... I hope you don't mind, I hope you don't mind, that I put down in pod. How? Okay, that just <laughs> sounded wrong.
1: That you put down in pod? I mean, that sounds like something you should flush afterwards. That's just not...
0: That No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but we appreciate our listeners, and if you drop us a yes line, and if you say, hey, I really liked your show, or I'm really... I'm really thoroughly disappointed you and Eric Charles, but what did I expect? You failed math in the 4th grade. I'll read your letter. <laughs> <laughs> and I and we appreciate we appreciate all feedback from all of our listeners, especially from Marlena. Um yes. so let's see here. I'm also going through I'm also going through our mailbag. Oh and of course, as soon as as soon as I opened up our we get all of these like alerts. I'm <laughs> um, i'm getting all of these alerts saying okay all right i'm gonna i gotta close this window before do you hear that yes, uh, yes this, th- that's yeah. the that's the sound of people loving my tweets oh is that what that is that is every time you hear that just just think of that the end just think of at the end of um it's a wonderful life like Look, Daddy, teacher says that when a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Now it's like, listen, daddy, when you hear that sound, someone likes daddy's tweets. <laughs> and now I can't get it now. I can't get it to stop. <laughs> stop! Stop, you're stroking my ego. Whoa, 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 with the <laughs> stroking. go easy with the stroking. I don't want to have to clean up any messes. <laughs> uh Let's let's see how let's 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 see how long it goes until until uh, I I have to turn off the audio, um and and reboot my system. So one of the things that we wanted to do for um our listeners, especially uh, Marlena from Worcester, we wanted to um go through some of the news items that yeah, from the metaphysical connection group page, um. You can find us just by going to facebook.com slash groups slash the metaphysical connection slash and hit enter. And you can find find everything that you're looking for there. Um, I think that in the realm of astronomy, I think that this is going to be the biggest year for black holes. I think that there have been a lot of news items about black holes and how black holes are not simply um, galaxy gobblers, as we used to believe. There are a lot that um, we've been able to um, divine a lot of new scientific theories or, or um, um, astrophysics from observing black holes. One story that really jumped up at me, and by the way, we're going to come out and say this, is that we don't know how true this is. We're just saying this is what this one website had published. Right. Um, and this is from, and this is kind of a dubious science and info blogspot.com. And we're trying to get confirmations for this. This is NASA saw something coming out of a black hole for the first time ever. And you're kind of like, really? Because that's not supposed to happen. Right?
1: Something that not even light can escape from. Exactly. And then they've
0: got this wonderful artist rendition
1: of three pictures showing something coming out
0: it, it it does look beautiful and this is from is. and this is from um, December 7th 2019 um, It's one of those things where it's like hey it's fun to think about Um, and then you're kind of like wait a minute hold on a second and then you do a search and then there's you do a search for NASA sawing saw something coming out of a black hole for the first time ever And there are a lot of people who have posted about this. And this is kind of like, this is a story that's maybe a year or two old. And the thing is, is that here's the thing that um, really sort of like strikes me. Because it's a kind of, it's a clickbaity kind of thing. It's a clickbait kind of article. But then you go with to physics-astronomy.org. And the thing is they have the same the same headline. Um, and I'm just gonna read you a paragraph from this article from physics-astronomy.org. You don't have to know a whole lot about science to know that black holes normally suck things in, not spew things out. But NASA detected something. Stop, Jay. Stop. I'm not saying anything. stop. I heard you giggle. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> <laughs> but NASA detected something mightily bizarre at the supermassive black hole uh, Markham 335. Uh, Two of NASA's space telescopes, including the Nuclear Spectrometry Telescope Array, amazingly discovered a black hole's corona, quote, launched away something from the supermassive black hole. Um...
1: Okay, is it wrong of me to to be seeing this? And the, my first thought is, "Hey, Disney's Treasure Planet was right."
0: Um, it's funny how. First of all, I'm I'm amazed and surprised at how rated G that actually came out. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to get better. <laughs> um. Now apparently apparently there was a, a uh, when you say something was ejected out and apparently this was a gamma ray burst that and, and people are kind of people were kind of like like what well, what the hell was that that's not supposed to happen now was something ejected out of the the edge of the event horizon which means that the, the event horizon is a threshold where once you cross the event horizon there's no way out of it. Like perfect example. The motion picture Event Horizon. Once you're in the movie theater, you can't escape. You can't leave. Because you can't believe that somebody would make a movie this awful. It's like watching a train wreck. You can't take
1: your can't take your eyes off of right. it. Right. And you're horrified at the same time, right? Oh, I shouldn't be
0: watching this. I'm going to go to hell. Exactly. (laughs) So the thing is, is, (sighs) yeah. Yeah,
3: I, I,
1: so what I like about this is that it is being reported elsewhere. Now, I just want to point out one thing. I did a duck duck go of NASA saw something come out of a black hole for the first time ever yeah and i'm just going to read some of the urls that are reporting this right sci-fi.com unilad.co uk youtube.com the science reporter.com the democratic com, tv upriser.com ar15.com godlikeproductions.com so apparently gun nuts re- religious nuts the democratic underground can all find this fascinating. And right. that is one of the great things about science. Right. You know? I have I have no idea what Upriser is. Disclosed TV is something that deals with the uh, conspiracy theories right. and shit like that, too. Right. They're one of those that are out there with ancient aliens and stuff. Right. Um so I find that really fascinating that. That's how monumental this news is, is that it's being reported all across the
0: board. Right. And I do want to share something with...
1: Evidently, except on CNN, because it's not important enough. Right, it's not important enough. To distract enough. people from the,
0: the impeachment. Exactly. It's the greatest known event to have happened in the universe. Exactly, exactly. Um, I do want to, just to insert really here really quick, uh, my wife and I were coming back from vacation. We did not want vacation to end too quickly. So we were just like, "Hey, there's a movie playing called Event Horizon." It looks like a like a like a science fiction adventure movie called Event Horizon. And my wife is like, "Oh, I love science fiction. I I'd, I'd love to go see this movie." And we went to see it and it was pretty awful. And ever since that day in 1997, whenever um my wife wants to watch something that I don't want to watch, she will just simply say, event horizon and i will sit down i will shut my mouth and i will watch whatever it is she wants me to watch because i hope i owe her big time for that and i don't and in the 20 years of marriage i don't think she's quite forgiven me for event horizon yet i just want to put that and baby i'm sorry i know you're listening to this right now and i just want you to know that i am i am sorry As you should be. I I (laughs) know. As you should be. But the thing is, is that one of the great things about the news items about black holes (laughs) for the past year or so is that we've been actually able to study for the first time gravity waves and how gravity waves behave and gamma ray bursts. And here are two things that are not supposed to happen. Or what happens when two black holes collide? and now we have a better idea of the fabric of t- of space and time and what happens to it when something impossible actually happens and and we've gleaned a lot from from just observing and this is my plug for NASA as it were and for space science you can say well who cares about this there's there could be um Spin off technology from this, or there could be real earth applications to this. We don't know what they are yet, but this is not unlike when people like first started playing with electricity a couple of hundred years ago. You know, who knew, who knew that because Ben Franklin was flying a kite with the, you know, in the middle of a, of a thunderstorm, we'd have a couple of goof-offs doing a podcast about the paranormal and true crime and pop culture, and being able to chit chat with each other, a couple of thousand miles away. Who knew what that led w- would lead to? Who knows what these black holes are going to lead to? Um. So that there's that, but there's uh, like um, like like Vi- now here's a question: Is Vice a legitimate news source? Uh that's a hard question to answer because they
1: do have some out there content let's say yeah um i would say it depends on the article Mm -hmm. uh really because i i know that they've reported on valid news items yeah and they've done some okay reporting on valid items but i know they've also done a lot of Articles where you just kind of read them and go, what are you smoking? Yeah. And why aren't you sharing?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, so the major news story that was released earlier this week or four or five days ago as of this recording is I'm going to read the, um, the headline from, I think that these are reputable news sources like, um, uh, Astronomy Magazine, I think, is a reputable news source for space news. Uh, the Milky Way uh, galaxy may have two supermassive black holes in the center. Um, and the thing is, well, how, that's pretty. That that's exciting news. But I mean, what does it what does it mean to us? It means that it means that it, just our galaxy is um, pretty exotic. In in one way, shape, or form. So what it actually means for the rest of us, and who knows what's going to happen when they finally, like, draw each other in. Is there going to be, you know, is there going to be a galactic-wide event or something like that? Or is this, like, how is that going to affect the rest of the galaxy? Or is it just going to be like, okay, so they merged. Okay, so what? Move on. Right.
3: Well,
1: it seems that some of the uh, speculation, anyway, is that this could reset all of
0: space-time. Wouldn't that be nice if it did that? We wouldn't have to endure impeachment all over again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? Uh, it, it, the, the thing is,
1: is we're still learning so much about black holes, what they are and everything that everything is, everything is new about them. And it's so much speculation, which is really kind of fascinating, but the other thing to remember is that whatever happened, um, can take a while for it affects us. Yeah.
0: So I'm sorry. You're going to have to finish enduring the impeachment bullshit, but you know, whatever. I know, I know. Um, but there were, and now there, there were two major news stories recently that had occurred, um, in the realm of UFOs sightings. Um, that there is, there is a huge UFO scene and was witnessed by hundreds of people all over California with these bizarre images that have emerged. And that was first reported by the Daily Star from the UK. Um, and we all know that the UK is going through. And the thing is, is that there there are some images that are kind of um, cell phone images and cell phone videos. And, and we're going to post a link to one of these. And it was just like, I'm looking at the video right now, um, and it was just like, well, what the hell is that? Now, with the advent of Adobe um, Premiere and Adobe um, um, After Effects and all of these other off-the-shelf special effects um, software that you could buy, um, it's amazing what you can and can't do. But this, th- there are the, all these images of this one UFO that is just sort of hanging over this and it, you can't really sort of make out the shape but it is kind of like i don't know if you're able to see this jay or not i don't know if i need to send you the link
1: well i'm looking at the link on sputnik news
0: okay but it's an amazing it's a, it's an amazing video i wish that there was audio that we could share
1: yeah could we, we could probably we could probably embed a link because it's on youtube so right. we could embed the youtube link yeah so no one has to have Sputnik news in their browser except us.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we we visit strange websites. So you don't have to. Exactly. Um, and But the New York Post did this incredible story, I thought, talking about how, and this is the headline from NewYorkPost.com, 2019 was a banner year for credible UFO sightings. And one of the one of the reasons why is that now everybody has a camera. Now, yeah. e- now everybody has everybody has the means of clicking a link and being annoyed by an embedded video that plays automatically when you click on it.
1: You can you I, I have those things mute automatically in my browser.
0: Yes, yeah. we should actually do a tutorial online here at the Fedora Chronicles radio show. We have tutorials on on the important things you need to learn about how to manage life. today. In today's tutorial, Jay will show us how to block automatically playing videos.
1: Oh, no, no, the videos still show up. They just oh, it's just
0: sense. the audio. Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe I should get so. Um, what do you say about that? What do you say about 2019 being an important year for ufology? I think it's, I like it. I like it. I mean, I think,
1: I think with the growing technology, one of the things that's happening, and a lot of people have said this in regards to other things, but I like the fact that we're not stuck with the limited media outlets reporting on things. Yeah. That anyone with a camera can effectively become a reporter Mm -hmm. anyone with a cell phone because you can write an article you can take pictures and you can post it online all from your phone yeah right people are posting videos on youtube from their phones on the fly whether or not they get hits that's a completely different thing but the truth is that we can anyone when i say we i mean the literal plural of i we everyone right can be reporters and can get news items out there whether you that news item is something like a UFO sighting yep. or something like you know this guy's dog just shit on the lawn and he didn't pick it up you know what I mean yeah anything and there's literally a lot of crap out there 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 really is there is right. a lot of shit out there a lot of, a lot of crap a lot of useless information that's out there right however it's wonderful be- when it comes to things like this like the the previous item we talked about with the hundreds of people seeing um a giant ufo over california you know if one person says it you can dismiss them two or three people eh, eh, okay they all saw something but it's kind of crazy right. But if you've got hundreds of people producing video that are showing the exact same thing Everyone's got to look at it and go, huh, well, what the fuck?
0: There's a great documentary out there. Um, if you actually do um, a search for um, Phoenix Lights, um, there was a phenomenon, and I'm trying to figure back in 1997, um, Phoenix Lights from Wikipedia the phoenix lights was a series of widely sighted unidentified flying objects or ufos observed over the skies over the united states of arizona and nevada and mexican states in uh in and around march 13th 2000 um not 2000 uh 1997 in 1997 that there was a there was an infamous sighting this long string of 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 lights flying in unison like it was it was like a large object flying and there are all of these people trying to figure out how it was well oh oh, you know what they're 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 Chinese lanterns that are, that are all strung together by rope yeah yeah that's the ticket <laughs> um, and there's a there's a, a great documentary about this um uh, you can either find it on Amazon I think it's still on Netflix if you just do a search of Phoenix lights and that there were a lot of people who were like saying that um they what well, they saw what they saw and they didn't appreciate the fact that the, like the 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 mayor of, of Phoenix Arizona made light out of it in, in a press conference and you know they had somebody dressed up in an alien with a with a with a mask and handcuffs coming in and there was like that kind of like Scooby-Doo moment where he took the mask off, and it was one of his <laughs> one of his one of his workers or one of his aides. And a lot I of can't blame him for that. Come on, Which <laughs> <but>, just funny. <laughs> but there are a lot of there were a lot of people who were angry, and here I am laughing at it. Um, but there were a lot of people who were sort of like saying like he sort of made fun of the people who said I saw what this I saw it I don't know what it is, but I saw it. It was something that's real. And then about, you know, um, 22 years later, we have a similar event happening in, in California. And people, are, and people have posted their video that they have gathered on their own cell phones. And there's no debunking this. And now, and this is, this is the kind of year that we've had. I'm just going to read a couple of headlines from the past year in no specific order. Um, nbcnews.com from september nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Navy confirms video did capture UFO sightings, but calls them another name, like an uh, like an unidentified aerial phenomenon. Uh the New York Times. Wow, what is that? Navy pilot reports unexplained flying object. US Today has a has a news story you know, saying, hey, these are state ranks for unexplained sightings. Um, uh, from the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune from October 14th, UFOs are back in the news, and Minnesotas are seeing them. Big, huge news story about how there are a rash of sightings in Minnesota. Um, We're watching, says, you know, this is from The Guardian. Um, We're watching. Trump stokes UFO rumors during ABC News interview back in June 21st, 2019. BBC did a story, the UFO sightings being investigated by police. From June 20th, senators receive classified briefing on UFO sightings. Um, we, and we did a story on this um, from Politico. Navy withholding data on UFO sightings, Congressman says, Another story from back in May 2019, Navy pilot speaks out on UFO sightings. I think this is this um, earlier story about what I had mentioned early. Um, Charlotte Observer: Strange rotating disc caught on video by driver struck in uh, North Carolina traffic. This is but from about a month ago. Um, many UFO sightings reported in western Pennsylvania, U.S. from August a fourth of this year. Um, And there's there's a lot of reputable news items. A perfect example, Washington Post, how angry pilots got the Navy to stop dismissing UFO sightings. This is back in April 25th, 2019. Bloomberg did a story about how, quote, the aliens are among us, unquote. I think that for ufologists, 2019, Will be the sort of year where um the government has come out and said okay we're not gonna we're not gonna hide these ufo reports we're not we're not gonna it's sort of like as close as we can get to disclosure without full disclosure
1: right because you still wonder all of the things that they investigated with project blue book yeah you know for for However long Project Blue Book last, I don't really remember. I think it was it was a decade at least. Yeah. They've got all of those stories that they accumulated, yet they always debunked them in some way. Right. So it would be really interesting to see the full disclosure of all of those investigations. Right. It would be really interesting to read those and say, okay, we told them it was swamp gas and a combination of the chili that they had for dinner. But in yeah. reality, it's those fucking grays from Alpha Centauri. They're at it again. And we told those bastards to not show up in certain areas and they're still showing up. You listen, know what I
0: mean? Listen, I don't mind. Listen, listen. I, I don't know if you know this or not, okay? your loud, noisy neighbors. Now, President Eisenhower had told you. You can abduct all the rednecks that you want and do whatever you want with your little, quote, anal probes, unquote, <laughs> but stop harassing the Navy pilots, right? We had a deal. Didn't we have a deal? A deal. Thank you for all you your guys. Time. signed the Creed to this. Damn it. Um, but, uh, in, in, in all joking, uh, aside, this was really sort of the year when ufo sightings sort of went mainstream and the government stopped trying to debunk them and saying that's just something like weather balloons or swamp gas or something like that they're coming out and saying yeah okay the, yeah we're they're real but we don't know what they are we're not we don't know if they're alien and the scary thing is is that there was a re, um earlier this this year where there were there were two releases You're saying that the Pentagon is really concerned about this. The Pentagon doesn't know what to do because like, what if it, what if it's China or what if it's, what if it's Russia? What if the Soviet Union has, um, not Soviet Union. This is how old I am. When I talk (laughs) about Russia, I still accidentally say Soviet Union. You know, you're old when you refer to countries as their old name. From thirty years ago, <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I mean,
1: at least we don't know the names of any of the countries in Africa because they've all changed like seven times since
0: then. Yes, but you you understand here, um, but there there are there are a lot of mainstream news sites that are uh, that are not they they don't have the snicker factor anymore, right? Because right. Now that everybody has, like I said, now that everybody has cell phones, now that everybody is able to capture these things when they see them, when you see something amazing, what's your first, um, first instinct first is to first your phone and take a freaking right. snapshot of it? Yeah, right. Now,
1: the thing that I wonder about is as these things are being reported more and more often, where are the people who from 20 years ago that have been like the people that were in that movie um Fire in the Sky, right? Travis Walton. Where, what are they thinking, you know? Are they
0: out there going, "See, we told you bastards 40 <sighs> fucking years ago and you didn't believe us then." What is what you is what I mean? Um what and what is Travis Walton up to these days? Cuz the thing is is that what what yeah. Are, yeah. Travis Walton.
1: I know I know he wasn't happy that the movie came out. He wasn't, he wasn't he wasn't
0: he was not happy with that movie.
3: Yeah.
1: Even though they really kind of they really kind of showed him in a favorable light in that movie. Right. So I don't know why he should be too upset by it, but you know, whatever. We don't know what he's gone through. We don't know yeah. his story. So, yeah.
0: So, I is there any is there anything left to say about like the news of the week? Because we kind of wanted to. I mean, is there anything else that we're missing? Is there anything else that we wanted to talk about? Because one of the things that I'm concerned about is that next week is is going to be uh, it's it's Christmas it's week. Yeah, it's, it's Christmas. Christmas, and the thing is, is that are we going to be able to record a show and be able to get it out in time? And would there be enough people to listen to it? Um, cuz they're so busy, you should be busy with family and friends and you realize that there are some people like this is our family. Like like our our listeners, these people yeah. are the people that we care we I mean, there are people that oh. in my own family that I don't talk to anymore because of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, but is there any other news items that we wanted to cover before we called it an episode? Um, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I I'm looking at
1: the articles on uh, I mean there's that article about how earth may have been inhabited by advanced civilizations before right. humans. Yeah. That's another
0: that, that's another That's another news item that used to have the snicker factor whereas people who used people who think that there were other advanced civilizations that um, evolved here on earth and they're not here anymore because of whatever kind of cataclysm Um, that used to have the snicker factor. Yeah. And one of the, one of the big things, one of the big hot topics of 2019 was Gobekli Tempe. Yes. And and, um, I was it Graham Hancock who did, um, who wrote another book about Gobekli Tempe and some of the things he said was very controversial and and Almost everything he says is controversial nowadays sure because he's gotten so much attention right and it's it it, it, and it is it's 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 rogue archaeology well, i can't even think of a better word for it
1: well it is but it's also i mean one thing that graham norton i saw an interview i think he was an interv- his interview with joe rogan yeah um and Joe Rogan basically asked him, what do you say to all these people who say you're not a real archaeologist? He says, "Congratulations, you've been listening to what I've been saying." <laughs> Graham Hancock is not an archaeologist. He's never claimed to be an archaeologist. Right. He's only ever claimed to be a reporter who investigates archaeology. Yeah. That's all he's ever claimed to be. Yep. Um, so I find it funny when people attack people for some for claiming something that they've never claimed. You know, it shows that you're not really paying attention to what they're saying. And if you're not paying attention to what they're saying about themselves, how can we assume you're paying any attention to what they're saying about anything else? Yeah. Right. Um, Looking into things, one of the things that I always found weird was the like the Sphinx, for example, I always felt that, you know, everyone's like, Oh, the Sphinx is beautiful. I'm like, no, not really. They have no sense of fucking proportion. Yeah. You know, I mean, you and I as artists look at, the sculpture that is the Sphinx, and you say the head's too small for that body, right? And Graham Norton and a few other people have proposed that there was another head on that body that was then chiseled down to make a Sphinx and put a human head on it. And the interesting thing is that we can't date the Sphinx because it's rock. We can't, there's no way we have of dating when a rock was chiseled into a certain form.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. I, yeah. Yeah. Because we have carbon dated rocks before. but you Right. But that just tells you how old the rock itself right, is. It doesn't you, you
1: tell you when it was formed into the right. shape that you see. So that to me is is one of the things that's kind of been out there. Does that mean that there were advanced civilizations before humans? I don't know. I don't honestly know. I mean, it could be. You know, people say, well, where is the evidence of, of what they've done? Well, you've got caves that everyone discounts. You've got sculptures and stuff that have been eroded <clears throat> greatly that everyone discounts. Yeah, but where are the buildings? Where's the plastic and stuff like that? Well, plastic only exists for for 40,000 years. Right, only 40,000, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if we have evidence of an ancient civilization that was non-human in true antiquity, i.e. over a million years ago, even plastic will have been eroded. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what do we have that does not degrade over time as much? And that's rock. And then you have people that are arguing about the rocks. Yeah, you know. And then you've got idiots like that asshole that used to be in charge, was Zawas, who declared, like, a year and a half or so into his tenure as the um, the head of the antiquities in Egypt, that we know everything there is to know about the ancient Egyptians. And it's like, okay, you're a bald faced liar, and you're not a scientist because no scientist is going to say we know everything we need to know because by doing so you've per- publicly declared that you are not going to accept any new evidence and reevaluate anything. You know what I mean, yeah. which a true scientist never should. There should always be that opening for, well, this is the way we think things work until we have evidence that contradicts it. Yeah. You know. I, so I, I I love shit like this.
0: <laughs> oh, I do I do too. I mean, um, one of the things that I really wanted to also sort of like, you know, talk about and sort of end the show with is that one of the things that we had featured on our metaphysical connection group page is that I'm not, I'm not sure the name of this. It, tell me if I'm telling if, if I got the name of this right. Um, singularfortran.com. Am I reading that right? I think so. I don't see it okay. on the page trucker reports seven foot tall quote person with wings unquote near O'Hare hey. International Airport now and and I clicked on this link and on this specific website um, if you actually if you if you click the logo um, they ha- they have um, a rash of news sightings uh, earlier this month about a week ago. Um, security person at O'Hare Air International Airport reports seeing uh, uh, re, uh, reports sighting of red eye flying man. Another news story: unknown flying human owl reported between Barrington, Illinois, and Internet and, and O'Hare International Airport. And now people are like, "Now the, I'm getting a wicked case of deja vu." <laughs> now back in 2006, there was what the History Channel calls one of the most um, credible UFO sightings. I don't know if you remember that far back, Jay. what was its It's like what only 13 years ago. There was a um, a huge news item about how many people claim to have seen a UFO, flying in broad daylight around in and around the O'Hare Airport. Yes. Now, Now, a little more than a decade later, people are reporting to see this Mothman. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm misremembering this. Is it or is it not true that there are a lot of sightings of the, quote, Mothman around the time of UFO sightings? Or if you see if there's a location where people claim to have seen a UFO, days, weeks, months, even years later, people say that they saw something resembling the Mothman around this location, and the and the question is is that are these two related or are these just wild coincidences?
1: Well, that's the question. That is that is the big question, and one thing that I always find fascinating is you've got two things of I'll just call it parascience for now. Right. right? One is UFOs. You have the UFOlogists. And they tend to be more geared towards science yep. and less towards the supernatural. And then you have paranormal events like ghosts and um, you know like the cryptids kind of cross lines a little bit. But You have the people who are more inclined towards hey there's shit out there that's non-science that not science has no explanation for that are supernatural in in context or in supernatural in um i'm forgetting a good word to to use for it but in milieu there these are things that are going to be not able to be explained by science hauntings ghosts those sorts of things you can use science to quantify them, but you can't use science to define them, which sounds contradictory, but you can you can measure the effects of them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But science has no explanation for them. And then you have things like UFOs. And the thing with the Mothman, to me, is it kind of blurs those lines, right? As you said, there seems to be a coincidence between UFO sightings and appearances of the Mothman but a lot of people look at mothman as more of a cryptid rather than a possible alien life form. Right. So the thing that I love is when people say things like, well if they really existed how come we haven't found any skeletons or anything like that of them.
0: And well, that's not know. that's not an unfair question though. No,
1: it isn't, but it's it's also a bit of a cop out as well. If they are intelligent enough to show up in Densely populated areas, like if you've been to O'Hare. Or part, yeah. Yes, I have. The area surrounding it is not like fucking Podunk, Idaho. It's it's densely populated. There's a lot of fucking people around there. Mm-hmm. And if this thing exists, which is a big if, if this thing exists and it's able to move around in a densely populated area like that without being seen, do you think it's not smart enough to like pick up its dead?
0: I don't know. I mean, that is, I mean, obviously that is a very interesting um, point to make. I mean, don't we, I mean, we we don't, we don't leave our dead just hanging around, do we? (laughs) No, no, we don't. And if you're assuming
1: this thing is an alien of some sort and it is, it has an alien spacecraft somewhere, it would stand to reason that it's going to take its dead and put it on that craft. Yeah. That would make sense to me. I mean... It depends on its view of morality or, you know, life and death and all that kind of stuff or its moral stance on interfering. You know, does it have some sort of Star trek you know, prime directive where it's not supposed to interfere kind right. of a thing. So you wonder about things like that because if it is an alien, that indicates a high degree of intelligence. Yeah. A high degree of intelligence does not preclude necessarily some sort of religious context. So it could be that if something were to die here from a, from that alien craft that they wouldn't pick up their dead and put it on the craft. Yeah. Motivations for that could vary wildly from we don't leave our dead behind to... Um, we have to give them the proper religious rights so they can continue on to the next plane of existence, whatever they want to call that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why a, an alien, a highly intelligent alien species might want to do that. But oh, it's just, it's to me, it's fascinating that it's actually happening, especially something like this. I mean, if the on the Singular Fordian website, the graphic that they have at the top that's pretty freaky looking. I mean, it looks like some sort of, you know, Bill Finger illustration from when he was developing Batman back yeah. in the nineteen thirties, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um it's really some freaky shit.
0: And that's one thing that a lot of people had sort of had pointed out to um when we had point, you know, had posted the link to this. That it does it it it, it also sounds like a Batman <laughs> sighting too, if you think about it. <laughs> It does. I mean, because
1: we have technology that, like, if someone's wearing a cloak, and we do know, by the way, it's been documented in cases that no one likes to talk about, that there are people who dress up in costume and go out and pretend to be super, and go out and do superhero-y things. They go out and try and stop crime as vigilantes, and they wear masks and stuff to do it, to which I would like to point out to my parents that you have not failed completely because I don't do that. Yeah. So. I'm not that crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but is this something like that where it's just some vigilante that's out there and he's got some I don't know night vision glasses or something or you know something that helps his night vision that gives him red glowing eyes and what were what they're what people are defining as wings is that just some sort of yeah. cape that they use? we don't know yeah it could be any of that it yeah. could it could be could very well be some sort of demon that we don't know or has we've lost the religious texts that define it all of that is possible yeah which one is more likely uh, that depends on you you know which
0: one is more acceptable to you as a person I think that one of the things that we did want to uh, mention here is that one of the things that I am I am putting up this weekend, along with this episode of News of the Week from the Brewer Chronicles Network, starring Jake Husno and Eric Runder Kingfisk, um, we also have our first episode of True Crime One on One with Nancy Simpson. And um, I,
1: I listened to it, and it's fantastic. You
0: did a great job. Well,
1: thank you. Well, she, did, hey, she's a great
0: interview. She really is. She, she really, really, she, she really.
1: like doing the interview as well,
0: so. Yeah. Um, and one of the things, that, and this is the, this is the first of many interviews I already have lined up. When I said, I want to do a true crime podcast series to go along with the other things that we've done. People are like, I'm on board. I'm on board. And um, I have uh, an interview lined up with somebody who wants to talk about the disappearance of, of, of her child. And um, how she was vilified by the media. I got um, an author of a true crime book who has a new take on a famous case that we've all heard of, but he has a new theory that he wants to share with us. And we're also going to be talking to a lot of other podcasters and trying to get to the bottom of what makes them tick. What makes somebody a host of a true crime podcast? And the answers are really very surprising. And um, I, w- I will just sort of like a spoiler alert. All these people have the one thing in common. They're looking for justice. There are a lot of people who are looking for answers to cases that are unsolved. And there are a lot of people who are, you know, start with the idea of, I know this person, something happened to horrible to this person. And I'm going to do a podcast on just this issue. And then I'm just not going to do it anymore. And then they're kind of like, well, these uh, these other people have a case that needs to be solved. And I'm going to help them. And then I promise you no more episodes. I'm done. And then somebody else comes along and they have a case that they would like to. And next thing you know, they've been doing it for years. And they, there's no sign of stopping. And the true crime com- community is um, just incredible. The way that people like band together and help each other out. And a lot of people are saying, I need research done on this topic, on this on this crime. Can anybody help me? And then they here's my email address. And they go, and this, like, there's all these people who say, This is what I found, and this is what I found. Here's a scan of a of an article that I found on this topic. It's amazing the way that it's so with the exception of Crime Junkie starring um uh uh, Ashley F- Flowers There are so many people out there who who want to help others and it's not about gobbling up fame and fortune for themselves. It's a tight-knit community where everybody is out to help everybody help everybody is out to help everybody else with the exception of obviously Ashley Flowers. Um and and I and I'm shocked at how many people are genuinely angry at Ashley Flowers and her co-host for plagiarism. Um It's yeah. and it's an amazing it's it's an amazing story. It's an amazing story about how I discovered this this community pretty much by accident, and how oh wait a minute you have a true crime podcast? Oh, I have some research that you might want to use on this topic, and it is an incredibly exciting. Uh, um to get involved with these people who want to contribute, want to help just, you know, just give me a heads up when the episode is going to be on and, and give me a credit.
1: And I, I like that. They're so open and sharing, you know, one of the things I got out of the interview was that she seemed to be someone, she seemed to want to help other podcasters, uh, she, she seemed to want to be, she seemed to be encouraging of, she's not like she's afraid of competition. Right. You know what I mean, she in fact would like to see, seem to want to see more podcasts, true crime podcasts. She's not afraid of the, of, of them, you know, taking away from her audience. She would rather, cause there's more crimes than there are podcasters, you know? And they all deserve to get investigated. So it's not like, I mean, I suppose it would be different if they're investigating the same crime, but even then, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, it's I, I like that it's an open com, it's an open
0: community. It like really that. is. It really is. And I have another episode that um, I'm putting the finishing touches on. It's an exciting thing, and um, it's amazing how people want to help other people. Um. with with this topic and i've never seen anything like this before in my life and um i just and um i'm following a lot of other true crime podcasts and and the way that people are coming together to do something good together it's not about these people who love the gory details of these horrible things that happened it's quite the opposite so it's uh it really sort of blew my mind how I had these these horrible misconceptions um, of, uh, of, of true crime podcasts and podcasters um, and true crime novelists. It's, it's exciting. So what do you have going on uh, the last weekend before Christmas, Jay?
1: I am, my daughter recently moved from Kansas to Idaho, so I'm going up actually after we're done with this I'm going to be heading up to Idaho to help her finish unpacking and stuff like that. Um, and other than that, I really don't have a whole lot going on. I've got to start getting things ready cause I'm hosting Christmas. So that's pretty much it though.
0: All right. You know what, Jay, Merry Christmas. Um, thank you thank for, you. Thank, you. To you too. thank you. Thank you. And you know what, thank you for being such a good friend and such an excellent co-host, and, uh, um, and bringing so many laughs and guffaws to the, to the show. And I, I can't, I can't wait for next year. Um, Me too. I, I, I appreciate
1: your friendship that you and I have shared. I appreciate you reaching out to me and saying, Hey, how about we actually do this fucking podcast thing? (laughs) um, I also appreciate you not recording or at least not sharing the recording of me being
0: drunk and playing on your porch at, However late it was. (laughs) Listen, as long as the checks keep clearing, Jay, as long as the checks keep clearing, you know, whatever happens at the Fisk porch stays at the Fisk porch. So just keep those checks coming. (laughs) Excellent. All right. I'm going to talk to you later, Jay. All right. Have a good one. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show with hosts Jason Cousino and Eric King Fisk. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our past shows, show notes, and recent articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook after you found it so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorchronicle at google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with comments and show topic suggestions. We might even read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles for a mere dollar a month you get early access to the podcast updates on what we're doing and for five dollars a month you get all that and a t-shirt or coffee mug terms and conditions apply and thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing you can also support the show and show off your incredible impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles 12.5% 12.5% of every sale goes directly into keeping this podcast and all the others on the Fedora Chronicles network on the air. That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme song for this show is Royal Flush by Olive Music. The Fedora Chronicles radio show is edited and produced by Eric King Fisk, who co-hosts the show with Jason Cousineau. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2019-2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of Jason Cousineau, this is Eric Renderking Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chin up and your Fedora on.